How's it going, everybody? I'm Jeff Slakey here in the Mason County Sheriff's Office building with Sheriff Ryan Sperling. How you doing? Good, yes, welcome. This is a great facility here, and uh, you know I've been in over the years, and you guys have really worked hard to uh, upgrade and enhance this building for uh, your deputies here. It's beautiful. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if a lot of people know it, but this used to be the Catholic school Yeah. before the county got a hold of it, and this room that we're in now was the family center with the gym, and uh, we've modified it to make it a meeting room and a training room and then during covid when nobody could go to the actual gyms it's very important for our people to stay in shape yeah. so we were able to get some covid money to outfit it with exercise equipment so our people could work out even though the gyms were closed because it's super important for stress relief for staying in shape for doing the job you uh, just earlier today welcomed in some new deputies. Yes, we did, and isn't that exciting? It's been since January that we've been able to swear in a new deputy, and we swore in two this morning. Wow. Uh, we swore in one of our CSOs, a community service officer, uh, Ethan Dennehy, uh, and he's a local kid, grew up here, and he's been working for us for about a year at a uh, community service level and now he's made it to the deputy level because he turned 21. That's great. Uh, and then we also uh, swore in Ian, not Ethan, but Ian. So there's an Ethan and an Ian. Uh -huh. uh, Strozik, who is another local kid uh, that we got to swear in and both of them, what'll happen next is we apply for an academy spot and then when an academy spot for the state academy opens up, they will be able to go then and then it's about a five and a half month academy they'll come back if they you know make it through that training successfully then they'll come back and go through a three-month field training officer stint and then they'll be ready for the road so depending on how long it takes to get them a spot in the academy it's at least a year from now wow maybe a year and a half before we actually get them on the streets and we're eight deputies short on the streets on the patrol side and we're eight deputies short in the jail gosh Ryan, so, we've been talking about this for a long time that's those are some big numbers they are we actually as an agency with these two hired it's changed but we we were 20% down, and we're not the only agency around. Uh, the last I heard, uh, I think there's 23 or 24 openings in the Thurston County Jail. Wow. Everybody is hurting for people. Uh, nobody wants to work in jails, and there's a much smaller applicant pool for law enforcement that's actually qualified. We have been running people through like crazy this year. Just in January, we started with two new lieutenant's positions for the patrol side. Uh, we had recaptured those that we'd lost back in the budget cuts in 2018. And with those lieutenant's positions, they're supposed to be out on the streets with their guys, but we've had to dedicate them to hiring wow. and doing backgrounds. And you can't believe the amount of people that fail the polygraph or the psychological. And we cannot lower our standards. The most important thing that I do, that we do, is hire good moral ethics, good character with clean backgrounds, and we're not gonna lower that standard. Our citizens, uh, that just can't happen. Sure, and so are you're seeing that it's not for a lack of applicants coming in. Not on the patrol side, there is a lack on the jail side. Okay, but it's the, it's the extra layers that come with law enforcement that it's Absolutely, I mean, how many professions do you have to go through uh, an interview and then a ride along, and then you go through an extensive background, uh, a polygraph where you sit and get hooked up to the machine, yeah. and then a psychological evaluation, then a medical screening, and then you start your training. Is there ways, I mean, without, 
without putting folks that you don't want out there on the on the streets? Is there a way to move this along faster? Or we have been stream. We've we pulled everything out and said, what are we doing? How are we doing it? What can we trim? What can we do to make it better? And our lieutenants have just done a fantastic job. And we've had to put more resources on it, uh, which causes other areas to suffer. Yeah. But right now, one of the most important things I can do, we can do, is hire. We gotta hire people. And Kitsap County, Thurston County, Pacific or uh, Pierce County, some of our neighboring counties that border us, they pay so much more than we do. Sure. So why would somebody want to come to Mason County? Uh, you know, I can't compete with them funding wise. Uh, so what we compete with them is our uh, culture and our community and our community and the quality of life that we have here. We just interviewed a applicant who's wanting to transfer from another position as an officer. It's called a, a lateral. He's wanting to lateral here from a King County agency. And I asked him during the interview, how much of a pay cut are you going to take? And he said, I'm going to take a $30,000 a year pay cut. Oh my God. And I said, well, why are you coming here then? He said, some things are more important than money. Uh, but at the same time, we have to, that's the draw. Sure. When somebody can get a $26,000 bonus, it, Kitsap or Bremerton and make $1,000 more a month to do the same job, it's hard. So yeah. it's, it's an interesting time for us. The other thing that I've noticed, and you have been uh, big on the Sheriff's Office social media with weekly updates and information there, there's been some recent changes that have allowed the Sheriff's Office and other law enforcement across the state, but they can... Um, pursue. There's some little changes here in uh, how that all works. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, this last legislative session, they made some adjustments to the 2021 when those laws came out in yeah. July 21st of 2021 that allows us now to pursue if it's a domestic violence related uh, type of violent crime. Uh -huh. uh, they've opened up the door to smaller agencies not to have to have supervisory approval like they were saying before. So it's changed and we've adjusted a little bit, which they're still pretty close on the pursuit laws. We still cannot pursue people. And again, we've always understood the danger of pursuits. Right. And we have to weigh out, is getting this person in custody more important than the danger that it presents by doing a high-speed pursuit when there's you know, potentially my family driving home from the mall and somebody takes them head on. Mm -hmm. That's something we've always had to negotiate and we've had policies and training. But the legislators wanted more controls in that. So they did uh, do that in this last legislative session. I, I got to hand it to our um, representatives, uh, Representative Couture and Griffey were calling me at 10 o'clock at night. Hey, this is what we're looking at doing. What do you think about that? They're asking our, our opinion as an elected official within law enforcement. So that was really good to have representatives that wanted to know what law enforcement thinks. And then they also uh, did a bit of a Blake fix. And it's no longer a felony to have a lot of the drugs that it used to be, but at least we can now arrest for drug possession. Uh, so that started August 15th, and it's a gross misdemeanor, and it comes with up to 180 days in jail. One of the uh, properties here, it's city of Shelton property, but you're right next to it is Brewer Park. And uh, there's been a lot of conversations and a lot of service groups that have been going out to Brewer Park in the last few weeks, uh, helping the people that have been sleeping there in the park. What can you talk about when it comes to how uh, the homeless situation in Shelton and how Mason County, the sheriff's office is working to deal with that kind of stuff? 
Well, the homeless population within the city, uh, the city of Shelton, city PD, the city council has worked really hard with our nonprofits through that. And it's always a wrestling match, right? Uh, do you keep the homeless people that are needing services in one location? Or do you have them spread throughout the community? And yeah. that was something the city was wrestling with. And it's it's been a learning experience for all of us because it's not been something we've dealt with f to this level for a long time. Yeah, and it, yeah. it comes as a result of the, the Boise decision that the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals did in 2018 that basically says we cannot remove somebody from public land, except for parks, uh, but we can't remove somebody from public land until we can prove that there's a bed available for them. So right. that makes this layer of checking up very hard for law enforcement yeah. to uh, keep people moving. Uh, now, on private property, that's never been the case. If somebody who owns the property doesn't want them on them, they can trespass them and we can move them along. Okay.